I didn't catch the spider, so this this episode could end at any second once I see it. Because if I open my front door for more than like four seconds when I'm loading groceries or something, um, it's just it's just Spider Town, Spider Verse. This is actually this is actually a little bit of a topic, and is not it? not too is immediately. It? It, it it is, um, and not too immediately just turn this into coronavirus talk. Or did we have some kind of more creative name for that? I forget. Well, the virus is canceled. We've we fucking moved past that. Well, we we, we might get to that. Um, so one of the things, you know, when I'm bringing groceries home or bringing packages in or something, like I'm, I'm not wiping everything down with like a Clorox wipe or anything. Um, but one of the things I do try to do is, you know, just open the door once, leave it open and then bring everything in just so, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. like constantly touching like the doorknob. Like that just seems sort of like a, a reasonable thing to do. Can I before can I interrupt your story real quick? Sure, but you, if, if, if with my accounting, and again, I'm, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have like the big four legacy, but d- is aren't there literally only two people that are two like two people of uh, doorknob handling age in your house? Like, doesn't that limit? Like, it's, it's just you. So what? How does that negate or limit germs? I I don't know. It 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 it's it's sort of I don't know makes me feel better to just open the door, bring stuff in, and then close the door at the end. I don't mean I don't always do that, but it's just, I don't know, something I've been doing. Sure. Well, I'm sure the the spiders in Marin County, thank you. Well, that's, so that's the thing is it's like, especially now that it's like 100 degrees outside all the time, this is the time of year that we seem to get a lot more bugs. And so the downside to my approach is that every time I do that, I inevitably let one or more (laughs) mosquitoes or spiders or whatever else in the house so yeah it's it's tough like i don't know like because mine like i I live in like a very wood opsec and stuff but like like a woodsy-ish area and then i and i like that for a lot of reasons but if if the sliding okay yeah i gotta really do put some privacy wrappers on this but like if I open the door too much or if I leave certain uh, areas open, like, yeah, it, it just, there will just be, and the thing is, it's not immediately apparent. It's, it's like a slow burn. Like we're just like, you were like, oh yeah, I left the door open for maybe 90 seconds or I didn't close it all the way when I was taking the trash out. And that's enough time as people will remember on Christmas Eve mm. for me to get locked out of my house. But that, that hasn't happened recently uh, for a whole ton of spiders to get in. But the thing is you don't find them immediately. They crop up over the next like three to 14 days. Like, um, like you have some like type of service appointment with AT&T or something. So I don't know. It, it It's it's difficult. And luckily, none of them have crawled into my iMac screen. But yeah, if, if I if I see the spider, I'm going to pause the show and then you can, just, <laughs> you can just vamp for a little bit. But oh, you yeah, know, we we, yeah. we can do we can do some creative editing here. I would be none the wiser, but I have a very cushy job here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I assume I'm, I'm like Scott Van Pelt. I just show up for 90 minutes and then it's over with. Has he been furloughed? I don't. There's no sports. Oh, can can I can I? You can edit that out. Can I, let me let me show what, you a thing that so, there's no, that there's no sports. No, no. About me. Um, about mocking Scott Van Pelt, who's the only good thing on ESPN. He he kind of is the only good thing on ESPN. 
Yeah. So, so two quick things uh, to put it. Uh, I, I apologize in advance that every layer of this is the onion or is, mm. is an onion, not the onion, the satire thing. So I sent you a link. So I was just trying to not watch MSNBC last night and I, or two nights ago, and I sent you a thing where I was just scrolling through the channels and I turned on ESPN, ESPN news, to be honest. So the, I, this wasn't on ESPN proper, but I feel like it probably was at some point. This might've been a rewatch, but there was basically like just spawn con on ESPN where it was just a bunch of most athletes I hadn't heard of. Like some of them I had, like I know who Kylo Ross is and, and a couple other people, but they're just all on Pelotons on ESPN. And it's just, it, that's just it. That's, that's an hour of TV. So that, so that's a thing. And then also I'll send you a link here. So last week we talked about Korean baseball on the KBO and on what, <laughs> Uh, because they're playing games fanless or spectatorless, just because you probably hear the <laughs> fan behind me, so that might be confusing. But they have loaded up the, the stands with um, uh, like plushies and uh, stuffed animals, and it's pretty good. Like Garfield must have paid a lot of money for those seats. <laughs> this so this is wonderful. This will be in the it notes. It is. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna close this. Otherwise, when, I'm just gonna get the poo front row on the right. He looks he looks very relaxed. I'm literally just going to stare at this for the next hour if I don't close this tab. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there's like a Totoro in here. I don't know most of these characters, but you see, there's a SpongeBob. I think there's the 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 pink dude who's the fun one. Anyway, there's, there's a lot going on here. So you can put this. I, this was taken from Reddit. I don't know from, again, the very always very good um, R slash baseball. But yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot going on here. Say that. That'll be in the notes. The other thing that I've seen that's similar is there's a German soccer league which came back a few weeks ago. Bundesliga. Wow. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even remember the name of it. Nice. And one of the things that they've tried doing, I guess, is people can pay. And I think the money or at least part of the money goes to charity. They can pay to have a cardboard cut out of themselves uh put into uh one of the seats i thought mm -hmm. that was pretty creative that's pretty all right good for them and then i guess the, the other thing that they did too was they had multiple broadcasts where you could choose whether or not to have fake crowd noise piped in I, maybe we talked about this on the show already <laughs> so it's the bmw of sports where there's like fake engine noise but there's fake crowd applause yeah, but I guess mm. like in Germany and some other locales where the games were available, it was an option. Whereas here in the U.S., I think it's um, Fox Sports that yeah that FS1 was, has a partnership with them. Yeah, and they they were not providing an option, and they they were piping in the fake crowd noise, which you know I guess in soccer sort of works a little bit better because generally with the angle that the camera is you you don't really see the crowd a ton anyway so you're not constantly reminded that they're not actually there whereas you know if, if the nba were to try that it'd be weird because you can constantly see around the court that nobody's there yeah i mean they should mix it up and they should do they should sub in like uh golf noises when somebody's on the green and there's always like that just hushed silence in the like the golf claps. Just do that for soccer. They can't use their hands anyway, so it's all the same thing. 
Um, and then what? And actually, was there anything else? But so I don't. I don't want this to turn into a topic. But can you clarify something for me? That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, I've been hearing stuff about the. So I, I've been keeping most with U.S. sports. I've been keeping most close eye, not because I actually care that much, but just because I guess I'm more like Twitter media adjacent to baseball Twitter, um, and not NBA Twitter. But what is the deal where there and the NBA might be coming back, but like eight teams aren't going to be a part of it. And I don't understand why the Warriors like what, what's like in 45 seconds. Can you explain what that is? Are you asking me about baseball or basketball? That, basketball. Was that, that question. I, I, I know enough about sports that the Warriors are not a baseball team. Well, I know, but you sort of you started talking about baseball, but then you then you got into basketball. No, no, I was explaining why I don't know why basketball is. I see. OK. So the NBA's plan is to so okay I guess the the context of what the NBA has been trying to do ever since they started talking about coming back is come back in a way that was as fair to all of the teams as possible but in a way that was also as safe and as logistically feasible as possible and I think one of the things that everybody in the league kind of agreed to some number of weeks back is that teams that were mathematically out of the playoff picture, it just it didn't make sense to bring them back because but you're the, just a point of clarification. Didn't the season not start in basketball? Yeah. Uh, in, I'm in, thinking of baseball. How much of the season had they played? Which which one are you? Uh, who even knows anymore <laughs> no um, so in basketball the every team so it's an 82 game season and every team had played i think it ended up being somewhere between like 62 and 68 games wait the, the season was like three quarters done right then why who cares <laughs> well, why why go through all the hassle to play how how okay sorry please continue but how many games are they realistically thinking they're going to get out of this deal so what they're going to do is they're going to bring 22 teams back which ends up being the 16 teams that are already guaranteed um a playoff spot plus teams that were still kind of mathematically um in it for for one of the final playoff spots and so they're going to have all 22 teams play eight regular season games. That's sort of an interesting number because, and I, I don't know all of the details here, but I guess essentially in a lot of the local TV contracts, this, the regular season is only considered complete if at least 70 games in the season are played. So there's a kind of a big financial incentive for the league to get as many teams as possible over that 70 game mark. And like I had said, I think I think all of these teams ended up actually playing 62 to 68 games prior to um, the season being suspended. So these eight games get, you know, these 22 teams up to that 70 game mark, at least. And then you also... You know, you get everybody kind of warmed up, you um, finalize seating for the playoffs, and then you, you know, you determine those final uh, couple of playoff spots. 
I think all all things considered, I mean, the, the thing is, no matter what any of these leagues do, there's going to be a million different holes you can poke at the plans. It's it's such a once-in-a-lifetime type circumstance. But I, I think all things considered, the NBA's plan is, you know, it's probably about the best they could have done. Gotcha. All right. I, I will allow you... Um... Uh, I've exceeded the 45 seconds because that was a very succinct explainer. You Thank very you. well work for Vox. <laughs> or, or no, Axios is the one where it's, uh, it's, it's illegal to make it over 200 words. <laughs> I guess the, the last little detail with the NBA plan. So there, there, there were a lot of different rumors because I think there was a period of time where the NBA was truly just in a mode where like no idea was a bad idea. And so lots of different owners and um other stakeholders were sort of just throwing out ideas and they they had all these like ideas of kind of doing almost like a world cup style uh group stage or something like that um but they ended up settling on a on a pretty traditional plan just in terms of hey we're going to play some regular season games and then once the playoffs start the format of that's exactly the same as it's always been but the one little wrinkle that they are adding is if in either conference the ninth seeded team ends up being within three games of the eighth seed, which is the, the last playoff spot in each conference, then there will be a play-in tournament where the eighth seed and the ninth seed will play each other. And if the eighth seed wins one of those games, they're in the playoffs. And if the ninth seed wins two games in a row then they're in the playoffs so one one little potentially interesting um change there so with that uh, if i recall correctly from baseball's plans to potentially have a, an abridged season they were all planning to do them in one city or one venue how does that play out with the nba so the nba is going to be at the wide world of sports in orlando uh, baseball is actually the, the early on there was talks that they might do something similar like in Arizona, but they've actually gotten away from that plan. And assuming that there is a season, which if I had to predict at this point, I don't think there will be, they were actually proposing that teams just play in their home, regular home stadiums without fans, of course, and that teams would basically just play other teams that were geographically close to them so i think the, i think the proposal that the league had was that you know like the nl west would play all the other nl west teams and then they would also play the al west teams um and that would that would basically be about it got it cool all right so can we uh, should we slowly transition into follow-up let's do it okay so this this part is not actually gonna be follow-up i'm gonna send this anyway uh so this is gonna be maybe i guess our, our quick food discussion because there's not much real tech sorry there's very there's a lot of news this week there's not a lot of tech news this week or stuff that's that super relevant so we're gonna talk about a lot of frivolous stuff because i feel like people can use a frivolous stuff escape so since when do the lakers have potato chips <laughs> oh ad who's ad Anthony Davis. Hey, come on, it, it's it, his signature. I don't know who this is. I this is I like sometimes I'll feign ignorance about sports just to to troll you a little bit. But other than the fact that now looking at it, I now know that his his 
his bag is on the name. His name is on the bag. I have never heard the name Anthony Davis before in my life. Hmm. Is he a rising star? I know who I know there's there's uh there was Kobe Bryant, there was Paul Gasol, there was Lonzo Ball, who I only know because he's got a name that has half of the sports name in it. <laughs> and uh and that's basically all I know from the Lakers. So I do not know who Anthony Davis is. So Anthony Davis was the number one draft pick five or six years ago. Something like that. And he, he was still or did, did he pan out? He's, he's actually so obviously. yeah, he's he's been sort of a perennial MVP candidate every season. Um <laughs> He's always surprised me. Never, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, so part part of the part of the the challenge for him is that he so he he's was drafted by hmm? he's on a team that doesn't win, right? So he was drafted by the New Orleans Pelicans, and they were consistently not very good. Um, and so, um, I think he made it to the playoffs twice while he was there and it actually I think got beat by the Warriors both times. Um or maybe it was just the one one time. Who 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 knows anymore. But he was traded to the Lakers um almost exactly a year ago. Um and actually ironically Lonzo Ball was involved in that trade. Yeah, I'd Googled him. Apparently he's on a team called the Pelicans, which I always forget exists. Right. Formerly the New Orleans Hornets. That's what they're famous for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back to the food part, these are great chips. They're like the jalapeno ranch flavor of Ruffles, but without the ranch. And I'm uh, going to give this two thumbs up. So I, I think we've talked about this on the program before. Um, more so in my younger days, I always <laughs> sought out sort of the craziest flavor drink and food items that I can find. Mm-hmm. You know, that that phase of my life has, I would say, um, faded into the background a little bit in recent years. But I would say one of the big exceptions to that are fun potato chip flavors. I still do really enjoy grabbing a small bag of some crazy flavor that sounds good if I kind of randomly see it in the store. Yeah, so so we what what's your poison? Is it is it is it cuz Lay's had the whole do me a flavor thing for a while, which again with the the best name of any junk food marketing ever where they had just this is supposed to taste like chicken and waffles, this is supposed to taste like uh the most disappointing one was West Coast truffle fries, which was just garbage. It just tasted vaguely garlicky. So that 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 was one of the biggest shams uh, of modern history, but <laughs> Um, kettle chips is also, they don't really have wacky flavors, but they have interesting flavors. Well, that's actually kettle chips were going to be the example that I used where, yeah, they just have a ton of variety. And I don't know if it's just because maybe different stores carry different varieties, but it just feels like every time I see kettle chips, I see a flavor that I haven't seen before. Yeah. I think they probably have, they probably have like a solid 20 flavors in rotation. They're the spicy queso ones are one of the best flavors. Um, but they also have a few other ones. Like they have one. What what is it? Um, like ma- like not maple bacon, but maple something. And those are actually pretty good, d- despite what one would think. But yeah, but these ruffles are pretty solid. Um, highly recommend. I like the. Is it? Uh, I'll look. I'll look this up. I think it's uh, honey Dijon kettle chips. I like those. Are those um, 
because uh, kettle chips either has like just kind of the ones that are more reminiscent of lays and the ones that are maybe more ridged which which variety are those these are the non-ridged variety gotcha so yeah so this is so ruffles people should go check these out they have my endorsement who even knows uh and also i always forget that they have that whatever wish is is a jersey sponsor of the los angeles baseball lakers <laughs> uh so that's food talk so can we so this i actually think counts as follow-up slash maybe a main topic uh last week we had talked at length about um espresso machines and you and you had um peer pressured and, and answered a few questions related to that or it might have been two episodes ago i am who even remembers anymore um yeah so i and actually this is a, this is actually a larger topic and story but i've been holding off because uh the the espresso machine that you had recommended which just seems like the consensus recommendation from most people for a mid-priced but good entry point for home espresso is the breville barista express and i am already a huge breville fan in the in the kitchen and i also learned that breville's trade name in the uk is called sage which is not nearly as good um also tangentially related breville's uh like tagline or motto is uh thought for food which i always think is is the very best hmm. um yeah it's, it's super clever um it's like the fedex arrow uh but yeah so the breville barista express when you got yours you got it on some like black friday or holiday deal and you had kind of set up price alerts and you 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 got it for a steal and that's where yours was a much a much more reasonable impulse buy or it was easier for you to convince yourself of that correct so you got yours for like 440 or 450 or something that's right cool so the regular MSRP, apparently it was $600, and then it got jacked up to $700 um, this year, and nothing about the product had changed. So I had been thinking, okay, we're we're stuck at home, um, and I'm, I'm kind of tiring of poor, of the effort, and um, or specifically the type of effort involved in pour-over. Espresso is a whole different type of effort and fussiness that's not really necessary when I can just get a Mr. Coffee, and it's fine um so yeah but I, I wanted one but then i just wasn't really down with the price um so I, I kept looking for sales and things and i set up a price alert on slick deals and it just it just never came about so i, I was on bed bath and beyond um on one of my like two thirty a.m shopping searches because i can't sleep and i um yeah uh and i was looking at the product page and there was this little thing so if you open up an incognito on your window an incognito. An incognito. Are you okay? Maybe you can go make another one of those espressos. Tempted. It's a little noisy. <laughs> so otherwise, I'd do it at night. It, but it is. I had a I had a friend come over um b- before you know pre pandemic. Yeah. Um and I you know made a made a latte and uh as I as I was steaming the milk when it when it's that's kind of when the machine's at its loudest. Oh, the steam wand is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he goes is it on which I, <laughs> that's pretty clever which i thought was good yeah because it's yeah it's it's in, it's incredibly loud you're right yeah um so yeah so if you open an incognito window in your google chrome browser on os 10 and if you go to if you just type in a bad bath beyond you don't need to put the end in there <laughs> barista express pro, pro tip <laughs> Well, do you ever think about sometimes when you're typing, you're like, I actually, I don't want to spend those four keystrokes and you make a conscious effort to admit a word because you're like, Google figured it out. 
I'm, I'm someone who doesn't even really commit the time to learn too many keyboard shortcuts. So no, I'm not really thinking that way, but <laughs> please continue. Let's not bring that up. Cause that's going to be another thing <laughs> that pops up every like six episodes and I get really mad. <laughs> um, so if you go, if you, if you do that search, here's the thing. Sometimes when you look where it shows the price and it tries to get you to sign up for a PayPal credit card, which this economy, who, who, who knows why anything is the way it is. Uh, why, why, why is the Dow Jones where it was three months ago when, so Bed Bath & Beyond has their own thing similar to like Prime sort of called Beyond Plus because everything's called Plus and <laughs> everything makes it. me want to have a fucking aneurysm. Of course it's uh, called Plus. Uh, next year when they're looking for more ARPU, they will call it Plus Max and they'll find some way to make it for, uh, $50 instead of $30 a year. Uh, basically, they have a, a loyalty program called Beyond Plus where basically it's kind of like a perpetual 20% off coupon. Like, so those, those ones that we talked about last week where you kind of, you hope somebody recently has moved or you create a fake email address and you try to, you try to get a coupon so you can get your OXO cutting board at 20% off. So it's slightly more reasonably priced. So if you open up one of those windows and you pull up the product, apparently like every web page it will just show you, Hey, this, this product could be X price minus 20% if you sign up for beyond plus. And what I was finding, because I'd refreshed a couple of times because this was a purchase I was mulling over for a while, is that it will almost immediately hide that when it realizes it's a brand that is not supposed to be included in that promotion. Hmm. And so I looked at that because the, the coupons definitely exclude Breville products. And I looked at the terms and conditions of Beyond Plus, and it's like, yeah, no, it totally excludes it. So I was like, okay. So it's $30 a year. And, I, and so I've, I, I even called customer support. I'm like, I have, there's a product on there uh, that seems like it's discount ineligible, but it's showing it. So basically, if I tr- sign up for this thing and it doesn't, like before checkout, like it doesn't discount it, can I, it, is it refundable? And they're like, yes. So I signed up and it totally discounts. So I basically, I paid $30 to save $140. But so clarifying question, it, it only, the discount only remains if you search for the product and go to the product page in an incognito window. Well, no, no. I, like I only bring that up just because a lot of times like I'm very um, like uh, not paranoid, but I just, I, like, I, I know how retargeting and tracking cookies work where I usually will do most um, casual shopping in an incognito window because that will generally stop a pricing algorithm from trying to always show you full price. Got it. Okay. So, so the incognito window was not, not related to the discount sticking. No, that would just me- make sure that you're not signed in. Cause I assume you have a bed, bath and beyond account and, and you have, um, you know, you're just there eight minutes, uh, 80 hours of every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, anyway, so it ended up getting discounted. So I paid $30 to save 140 and I got my um, Barista Express with Bed Bath & Beyond curbside pickup because uh, the store's not actually open, but you can order online and they will, you can pop your trunk and they'll they'll put an espresso machine in your car. I was actually going to make a comment about that. I'm, I'm actually, I'm heartened to see that our local Bed Bath & Beyond is doing curbside pickup now because when Marin County started allowing that um, a couple of weeks back, they they were not yet open in any capacity. Um, if, so, if it's not too personal, what were you looking to buy? 
I actually wasn't looking to buy anything in particular. I was just sort of curious what stores that I would, you know, regularly visit, um, which ones were opening and which ones weren't. And I just, I noticed that, that they weren't open. Gotcha. Yeah. So I got that. And then, um, so we'll, we'll get to the coffee machine in a second, but actually this kind of led me down a different road, which is now that I'm like, I, I have this ticket to ride for 20% off stuff that I thought was discount ineligible. So I also use this as an excuse to upgrade my, um, my Syracuse toaster. So I also picked up the Breville. Um, and actually this would be if, if there's two products that are in contention for, um, chef special, <clears throat> The the Breville Smart Oven Pro is spectacular. So which 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 Breville oven do you have? That's a good question. The lady friend and I have we've had it for quite some time. I think now. you have the same one as me because I think I think I may have peer pressured you into it. Did you have it at your old apartment? We did. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think it might be the Breville six hundred and fifty XL, the one that I that I became um, an evangelist for. That that checks out. Yeah. So this one is so much better mm. in every way. One, it's got a, it's got so a, a few highlights. What's, so one, sorry, what's what's the name again, real fast? I'm gonna pull this up. The Breville. So it's called Breville, a registered trademark. The Smart Oven registered trademark Pro, which you can get discounted with Beyond Plus. So so Pro Plus. Do I need the or can I skip that? Uh, the, the way it's on the website, it says Breville the Smart Oven Pro. So I don't know if it'll work without the the. Okay. Well, I I, I put the again because i don't really care about my number of keystrokes again please continue okay so it's the regular price 280 with beyond plus it went down to like 225 or something i don't know how to do math i don't have excel open um so yeah so it's great so it's slightly larger than the um Ooh, the 650 xl that we six slices have. of toast instead of four nice one well, the, the biggest thing is that it uh can fit a 12 inch uh frozen pizza inside of it which means in terms of energy saving and also making my apartment cooler it does not require like heating up like the big old oven for like uh, trader joe's frozen pizzas mm-hmm. so that's a huge value add and also it's got a couple of nice uh, quality of life features it has a light inside of it like that's it's pretty pretty baller and it also has trays that when you open the door eject. Ooh, pretty great. It's really good. Um and also aesthetically, it exactly matches the Barista Pro Plus or the Barista Express in terms of like aesthetics whereas the old like the design language of older generation Breville products and the Barista Express don't really match. So I mean like honestly this this toaster is pretty great. Oh, and also the knob feel is light years ahead the knobs are great that is that is what syracusa looks for um predominantly if i remember correctly because the the 650 xl that we have is is the knobs are so mushy yeah they are they like you can you can be adjusting like the like the darkness setting or like or what program you're using and just you it's just so so mushy also a problem with most washing uh, washing machines mushy dials also a problem with um I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. I got an Instant Pot over the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. It's got one knob on it. <laughs> they only have one thing to get right. Okay. And it's 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 bad. I mean, I actually, I really like the Instant Pot, but the, the knob is is awful. It's made worse than the Breville. That's, that's saying something. I know. Well, it just, it just has no... Like the click on it is just—it's just not right. And then the it turns too fast. It's—it's it's it's like using a, a Windows trackpad. 
It yeah, it's it's just it's no good. <laughs> the, I mean, both both the only two things it does the click and the rotation are they're both bad and they're both bad in the wrong direction. The the rotation's too loose and then the the button press is 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 not clicky enough. It's bad. <laughs> Again, sorry. Please continue. No, no, I I, I greatly appreciate that that there's another uh, knob feel advocate. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this this smart oven is great, and honestly, like, I mean, I think it's a worthwhile upgrade. Um, yeah, I think that's very very solid. So anyway, going back to the Brista Express, so th- I have a lot of questions for you because I so you were the one that peer pressured me into getting this. Um, it's pretty good. It's it's very it's it's so it's reasonably quiet when you're so. Stepping back a second, I've done a lot of research and I've been on the. Um, r slash slash espresso subreddit and I've, I've watched a ton of videos with gail from seattle coffee gear and um there's there's a whole lot to learn and i've, I've learned about uh all the terminology so i know how that i'm i'm not making espresso i'm pulling a shot mm-hmm. using yep. uh, my uh my uh appropriately tamped and leveled uh single wall uh double filter uh, it was double portafilter. Sorry, Correct. double, double single wall, double cup portafilter mm-hmm. basket. Right there we go. Uh, so I was initially complaining to you that I was having issues where I couldn't really get it to work properly without using the um, the the. Um, it's like the coffee equivalent of using bumpers. Like the double walls, like when you're when you're playing, uh, what's what's the one that's not basketball? You're playing bowling. bowling. So yeah, so you have the bumpers up, and you're using the double wall filters, where it's basically impossible to not be able to pull a shot, but apparently it doesn't taste as good. And all the videos say that if you're doing a latte, that's not very, because again, like the milk ratio is just so much though that you're not tasting the espresso that much, where it doesn't really matter. Um. But I felt it as a challenge, so I wanted to get the single wall filters to work properly, or the, or the non-pressurized ones. And after a while, I learned that the biggest part of my problem was that I was not doing a fine enough grind. I was very used to the way that I had... Because for pour-over, there's a nice like medium grind that you want, where it's not too coarse, but also not too fine, where it kind of it, it's just right for pour-over. And I thought, okay, well, that's probably pretty transferable to espresso and it most certainly was not and that's why i was getting zero pressure and and i was basically getting like dirty coffee water yeah that's uh, my experience was 100 percent identical to yours i you know when i first started using the machine i just was not getting nearly enough pressure um and you know the the first thing to try in that situation well i mean first you want to make sure you have the appropriate amount of coffee in the portafilter so assuming that you've you've done that and you've you've tamped it properly the next thing you want to check is the the fineness of the grind that you're using and yeah the the default which it comes out of the box with which i think is like a five is just is no good so i i think mine i think i run mine at like a two yeah, so we also haven't gotten to the uh, to the most obvious part here, and I actually don't think I have a picture. But um, uh, can 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 I give a a bit of hate mail, uh, audio hate mail to the Breville folks? <laughs> sure. Uh, the dimensions of the machine uh, do not include the uh, grinder, so it does not fit under my cabinets. So okay, so some real time follow up here. Mm-hmm. 
how can there be real time follow up here? We haven't. Well, so when we were talking about this last week, mm-hmm. you and you mentioned to me that your issue was that you were worried about not being able to take the lid off the uh, bean container without having to pull the machine out from underneath your cabinets. Yeah. I had said that when you and I had talked about this months ago, that I had thought you told me the issue was that it literally would not fit under your cabinet. So are you sure you're just not remembering this correctly? Huh? Are you are you accusing me of, of, of a false memory? <laughs> I, I might be. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, either way, like my, my point here is that, so basically if I have the, the grinder on and assembled, it is a quarter of an inch too tall to fit under my cabinets. Mm. And there's no way to angle it or somehow get it. Because like, I mean, if you, if you throw like a pound of beans in there or whatever, it doesn't, you're not going to be altered. You're not going to be fussing with it every, um, every day. So who cares? But there's no way to angle it or do anything. So unless, if I'm, unless I'm going to take a Dremel or a hacksaw to my kitchen <laughs> cabinets in a rented apartment, not really going to work. So I went back to my original plan, which was that I'm just not going to use the built-in grinder because I feel like I already have a better one. And that's what I've been doing, and it's totally fine. I just had the grinding setting not dialed in properly. So it's fine. It's going It's going back to basically how I assumed it was going to work. Otherwise, I can have it, and it doesn't look that weird to have it on the counter where the espresso machine is pulled forward enough where the grinder fits on top, but it's still, I, I, I want it further back, so... That's my compromise. Whatever makes you happy. I mean, neither makes me happy, but that's <laughs> life. Uh, this, is, this is the world's most minor problem. So yeah, we're we're gonna gloss right over that. Anyway, so uh, I I have since wasted a pound of Primo Phil's coffee yeah. on. <laughs> like, I really wish I had had the foresight to just buy some garbage Pete's coffee or something. Dude, that does. No, um, no sorry, can I anything. can I interject here? Does Phil's yeah. Phil's doesn't make a they don't sell a bean that's meant for espresso, do they? Yeah, I'm going to push back because you had mentioned you had asked about that or you had mentioned that before. And I really dispute or like I just, I just don't feel like there are beans that are that some some coffee, some uh, varietals or blends or whatever are going to be slightly more appropriate for espresso. But there aren't like beans that are made f- chiefly for espresso. Uh, well, I mean, there, there are beans that are certainly marketed that way. I mean, maybe there's sure. a, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a debate as to how much of a difference there is, but yeah. So like, I, I would still go for the coffee that I generally like. I understand like, and again, like Andy town does have a, a kind that is slightly more geared towards, um, like that, that pulls a better shot to use, um, industry parlance, but, right. um, yeah, I'm still using the, um, the silken splendor and, and, and it makes a, a very good shot but yeah but i said to way up like I, i'm always afraid to use the extreme of anything so going down to like the finest grind setting that my separate burr grinder does is the part that made me nervous but apparently that was perfect for something that would make like um a tight enough tamp or whatever the term would be yeah i think that's that's totally normal if you're making espresso i don't think there's anything to be worried about there yeah so yeah, anyway, it's 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 pretty solid. Uh, the steam wand is loud as hell. I, while I think I have not mastered, but I think I've gotten to a, like a solid C plus competency on pulling a shot. Um, the uh, because I am generally a latte drinker, um, 
my milk steaming is uh, very bad, like comically bad. And because it's something that's so gosh dang loud, it's not something I really want to practice a whole bunch because I feel like uh, like neighbors would kill me. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure that out. But the yeah the the milk is the weak part of my espresso game. But basically, day over day improvement. This morning's latte was miles ahead of yesterday. Yeah. So I sent you a picture of my very, very depressing first one, which basically looked like just kind of like coffee-flavored Nesquik, sort of. Yeah, there's not um, a, lot of, you? not a lot of foam there. Yeah. So it was much better this morning. I, free, I don't think I took a picture, but it was um, it's getting better. So I think day over day, as long as I continue, to, as long as yes, uh, today is better than yesterday, it's, it's in terms of coffee. Everything else is a mess, but uh, it's, it's, it's better. Yeah, I guess. So when I first got the machine, I had the expectation and mentality that it was going to be like a process to learn. Um, Like I was not expecting the results to be good right off the bat. And they, they certainly were not. Um, it, It took me, I'd say at least a few weeks before I could start like consistently pulling pretty good espresso shots. And then probably about a month before I felt like I was making good lattes. But, you know, once you get it, you know, it's like riding a bike. (laughs) Something I'm always convinced that I forgot how to do, but then after (laughs) 45 seconds, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, So so I'm I'm very impressed how quickly I was able to get it to a a level of vague competency i'm sure it'll it'll get better but i have now ordered a bunch of the accessories where i now have have you seen some of those uh like spinny levelers i have not so what what, i'll do like a little mini review next week when that when that arrives but apparently it's a thing that makes a much more consistent um level so you get kind of like well actually let me clear so you don't have a coffee scale do you no so you just throw a bunch of beans in there and you hope that it kind of fills the thing and you just, do you, do you use the razor? So no, I don't. Um, that's, Good. I, I mean, like, say, it like I, I discarded that real fast or stopped using it. I would say that's the one tool that the machine comes with that is a bit puzzling. I I've tried it a handful of times and I, I guess I sort of, sort of get what it's trying to do, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of dismiss it out of hand, and uh, the special lady friend's dad, who's who's a bit of an espresso pro, he when he was helping me set up the machine, he saw that he's like, "Yeah, no, you just basically throw that thing out." Well, yeah, because um, it, it ruins the tamp. Like either, you, like because after a while, like you can eyeball just kind of like this. This has enough clearance. Uh, like because after like so once you start like tamping it down, you can generally feel initially in the the the. A lot of the machine is so well thought out. Of kind it of like is. You have this little tray where all of your cleaning supplies fit in. And it's got this drip tray, which has this fun little thing where if it gets too high, it pops up a little thing that says empty me and it's the cutest thing ever. Um, but yeah, but the razor thing, like it, it kind of screws, like if you get like a nice tamp going and then you do the little thing and it's maybe a little bit too high, it now like kind of totally screws that up because you know how like very loose coffee on top of it. Exactly. Um, no, so I mean, I... through lots of practice the last five months i've gotten pretty good at because so i guess the other thing that the machine can do is you can um have it automatically just grind the correct amount of coffee or supposedly grind the right amount of coffee so you know when you 
Uh, Why? Well, actually, you can't. You don't have access to this functionality because you're. Well, in, I, I do. I've tried it. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm unimpressed. But I have also been unimpressed. So I always just do the the manual grind. I've never been able to get the setting where it automatically dispenses the correct amount to to work exactly right. Um, but you know the the tamper that it comes with has that that kind of stainless steel um, piece on the bottom, and then the rest of it's black. Yeah. So where the where the black and the stainless steel meet. Um, the, the user manual calls this out. The correct amount of coffee after you've tamped it down into the portafilter is you want to basically just be able to see like mm -hmm. the top of the stainless steel ring. And, and that's where it's perfect, where it feels like the razor is unnecessary because you can kind of tell if it's going too far in where that's too little coffee or if it's too much. So that's all I do. And that, yeah. that, that works pretty well. And it took me forever because like, and you had called this out where I should really read the manual. And I am somebody who, I, I am not the usual like guy where I will just immediately throw out the manual or something. I, I enjoy reading manuals, but I kind of only read the quick start guide on this. And there's a lot of really nice stuff about this machine. And I also, the, I guess the, the nicest or like thing that I find the coolest is the, the tamper has that little, like it just tucks away into the machine magnetically. Mm -hmm. I find that so satisfying and fun. Yeah. I actually was just like my next topic for you um, before you actually just got into it was if you've just appreciated how well designed the machine is, because that's, that's always been my favorite thing about it. So it's, it's nice that you just kind of proactively jumped into that because it, it's just, it's exceptionally well designed. Well, cause that's the whole thing. And that's why basically whenever you're buying any, um, kitchen stuff, if, if OXO or Breville is one of the options, you just go buy that one. Right. Like, I mean, just cause there's a thoughtful level of design that goes into it where even if it's not the prettiest thing, but Breville stuff happens to generally be really, really pretty. Um, it ends up being the most well thought out of in, in, in many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So overall pretty good. Um, wasted about like three quarters of a, of a pound of coffee, but, um, after 10 shots, um, and two very mediocre lattes, I, f I feel like again, yeah, pretty, pretty C plus level right now. Um, and on these just oh, ridiculously hot past two days that we've had, uh, being able to have a, a one o'clock ice latte is very very nice yeah i am um, i think i mentioned this before i've never made myself a latte with this thing and on the rare occasion that i do drink a latte it's, it's almost always iced so I, I may give that i think it's supposed to be hot again tomorrow maybe i'll give that a try i mean give it yeah give it a try i mean because it, the nice thing is that it even eliminates the most um cumbersome and annoying step is there's no steamed milk it's just literally a shot some ice and you just top it off with milk and you, uh, you stir with a chopstick <laughs> um so um you started talking a little bit about accessories the the one that i've got my eye on next is a knock box that's not what that is mm -hmm. oh i'm thinking of a knock box no 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 a knock box because i you know i just do the thing now where you know you knock the 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 beans after you've pulled your shot i just you know do that straight into the trash and yeah, it's the the trash is kind of on the other side of the kitchen, so like there's a little bit of a mess made, and then it's it always just kind of feels gross having the porta filter like touch the edge of the trash. So wait, am I doing something bad? Do I I just I just put the stuff in the in the sink? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is that bad? <laughs> am I killing the whales? Wait, do, wait, do, wait. do I? <laughs> I mean, do I look like Chip Gaines here? I I don't. I don't know. Is he I'm an not... environmentalist? Well, he just knows he just knows how stuff and houses work, which I still really don't. Well, so I'm going to send you a picture, and 
can can quick 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 shout out to Slack. I love that when you drag a photo like I, this is new. When you drag a photo from uh, an I, in iOS ten in OS ten onto Slack, it starts uploading immediately. So as you're typing out the description, it's already uploaded. Excellent upgrade. Hmm. Um, have you ever seen those little um like mini mini brownie circle things? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't know what to search for in Google for this, but there we go. That's what they are. Um, oh, and Archer Farms. Um, send you a link. So now that I've got the the tamping and everything right, uh, my 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 little like espresso, my used coffee ground cubes that the espresso portafilter thing generates, they always end up in this very very nice uh, like brownie bite size. <laughs> um do yours end up like this or do they disintegrate when you kind of like hit it to pop the thing out i would say most of the time they end up looking like one of these brownie bites and occasionally they kind of crumble out i guess for some reason when i do the um so i'm trying to get the correct terminology as well the um double cup or double shot basket they they come out looking like brownie bites but then often when i'm using the single <laughs> cup or single shot basket sometimes they just it just crumbles out i don't know why that is are you and, and this is no judgment but are you, are you routinely pulling a single shot so whenever i make a latte for the lady friend that's a that's a single shot that goes into that so interesting yes. so i i'm pretty regularly going back and forth can i ask a dumb question sure how dare you? you're supposed to say there are no dumb questions or already never <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to uh, um uh pad my ego how dare you can't you just pour i would just feel like you'd always do a a double shot and then you just maybe pour less of the shot and maybe try to have more of the uh and again in the in the espresso parlance the crema because isn't that the tastiest part of it wouldn't you just pull a, du a double shot and then maybe just have less of the the bottom portion go in well, I mean, coming from the guy who throws away a quarter of his stevia packet every time, yeah, I guess that that would be your approach. <laughs> Sorry, you kind of you you teed that one up there. I didn't tee, I didn't see anything up. I mean, do you, okay. Uh, all right, all right, Mister Standing Desk. I don't, I don't need your judgment about frugality. Um, yeah, my my hundred and fifty dollar plastic standing desk thing. Um, How dare you, you! I, <laughs> um, I guess I could, how, I could. Do you really think the fact that you're <laughs> that you're using uh, twelve grams of uh, of ground coffee instead of eighteen grams that that's somehow are you one of those boomers that's telling me that the reason I can't afford a house or that I, that I'm never going to retire is because I buy a uh, avocado <laughs> toast even though I make it at home? No, I, I think okay, boomer. To, to uh, answer your question in a um, nicer way. <laughs> you can edit out the meat part where you're meat. <laughs> it's um, it's actually part of the process, right? It's I think actually swapping process. Mm -hmm. Swapping out the uh, basket and the porta filter. Um, it's just it's it's just part of the process. I don't know. I you know when I'm making a latte, it's okay. I gotta I gotta put the the single cup filter in. So does it does it loosen up over time? Because I find that it, you really got to dig your nails in there or bust out a butter knife to swap out the the baskets. Yeah, I've never been able to get them out just using my fingers. I've I've always had to 
pull out a butter knife and I actually asked the lady friend's dad a little while back, like, Hey, like, is this really the way you do it? And he's like, yep, that's, that's it. Okay. And is Um, the lady friend pissed that you've broken all of her butter knives? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, going back to the knockbox thing, what is the point of this other than like, well, why couldn't you just use any other like kitchen, like, for this like is is there are you supposed to do something with this are you supposed to like compost it afterward or like you or you are yeah they are they are compostable so that they, they cro- coffee grounds are you can put those in the compost so that that is one of the reasons i want to get it in addition to not having to you know bring it over to the trash can um yeah you can I mean you could totally just use anything but like Breville actually makes a knockbox, which goes along with the aesthetics of the Barista Express. So, you know, it just, it would look a little nicer. Okay. And, and then can you DM chip gains to figure out whether I'm killing whales by just putting this down the sink? I'll, I'll reach out. I've, I've been to Waco once. He, he probably knows who I am. Another thing related to the pandemic. I'm so bummed that I'm not gonna be able to go to Austin. I was really like, I had Waco and, um, Austin on on the calendar for this year, and I know uh, again that's a very selfish thing, but but yeah, kind of pretty pretty bummed. Yeah, I don't I don't remember how much we ended up talking on the show about that because it, God, somehow was almost four years ago at this point. But um, yeah, the lady friend and I really enjoyed going out to Waco. That was fun. Um, but to 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 peel the onion back here and to go back to your original question, for whatever reason, on mine the double cup basket tends to be not too difficult to pop out of the porta filter but the single cup one is a total pain in the ass to pop out i don't know why well it's because after you've used the double cup one you're caffeinated enough where you're all you're all jacked <laughs> and you can just dig your nails and then just go maybe um yeah so i i will keep trying to up my uh steam wand game like i i just like the problem is like i've watched a couple of videos like and just here's the thing like, I, just, I just haven't had so i got the machine on monday i just haven't had a day where i've had more than like 30 minutes of like downtime to just sit and figure it out so i that's where i'm just kind of like maybe pulling a shot just when i'm like bored and have like an extra six minutes so maybe when i have more time i'll figure out and watch more videos about how to appropriately use the steam wand but because I just kind of don't really know what's happening. I'm just using, which, again, this is maybe a minor chef special, um, Seattle Coffee Gear, which I should probably start ordering from, just because their prices are, like, if you're going for name brand coffee stuff, they that generally doesn't get discounted too much, so I should probably order from them because there's no price advantage, and they see, they make a ton of good content on YouTube. But they have this awesome lady named Gail who will just give you, like, unbiased product reviews and demos on their YouTube channel, and she's delightful. Um, and yeah, she was, she was given a, a, like a, there's, there's a 20 minute YouTube video about just kind of tips and tricks for using the barista express and for the, the steam, the, the milk frothing or the steaming of it. I kind of, the only thing I really got from it or that was able to internalize, um, in the limited time I've had with it is I'm just using just with my hand on the bottom of the milk jug. It's just kind of when it becomes too hot to the touch, that's kind of when you're done. Mm -hmm. But, but I kind of don't like visually just looking at the texture and the bubbles, like I'm not to the point where I kind of understand that. So I assume that's the next thing where, like, I think I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I think there's a whole lot to, um, to unpack or bubble up to get that figured out. Mm, bubble up. Right. 
some, some meeting jargon. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the simple way to, to do that, I'm sure there are maybe more advanced techniques, but once you get the milk to the temperature that you want it, instead of just turning the wand off, Instead, you slowly make it so that the wand is now higher up in the milk, so that it basically is like just just beneath the the surface of the milk, and you kind of hold it there and and kind of move the the milk container around a bit, and and by just doing that for you know five to seven seconds, I would say you'll you'll get a lot of a lot of foam. It's it's a delicate thing because I mean you can pretty quickly have milk fly everywhere, which I've definitely had happen before. But once you once you get it kind of once you get the touch figured out, it's it's a quick and easy way to get a, a ton more foam, and that the the texture just is a lot better that way. Gotcha. Okay. Well, work in progress. Um, the other thing you have to look forward to is so there's there's two kind of main like maintenance processes that the machine has so there's a there's a cleaning mode which just cleans where the the part that the porta filter connects to so it cleans the i don't i don't know what the correct term for that is but the group head yeah there you go um so it, it just cleans that i did that a month or two ago um, and you know, it's speaking of how well designed the machine is, there's a handy little light on the machine that lets you know when you, when you're due for one of these, one of these two things. Well, it's like a car, you just ignore it for, <laughs> but then the, the other thing that I just did yesterday for the first time was going through the descaling process. Um, and they're both, they're both a little, they're both a little bit of a process, but, but again, I actually kind of, you know, you end up sort of enjoying it interesting um only that actually brings up a couple of other points because and then we'll wrap up and maybe tackle one topic that's not this um the milk the milk jug the what's the what's the thing that's not a milk jug the water tank in the back it's it's difficult or not difficult that's the wrong word but just like there's i i don't like that there's no indication of water level from the front of the machine yeah, that's fair. That's probably one of the one of the design things that's that's not quite as well thought out. Yeah. And there's just not a lot going on with the um like the controls. Like I know it's supposed to be a very manual thing, but there's not other than like, there's basically just like a there's two buttons related to the grinder. There's a program button which I'm still not entirely sure what that does. Like I read the manual, I don't really figure out. So there there actually there's there's a lot. This is it's like the in and out hidden menu. There's actually a lot that isn't obvious from looking at the machine, which is also maybe a little bit of a dig against its some of the design decisions. The, there actually are a ton of different adjustments and settings. Like a good example is on the grinder. You know, there's the dial on the side that you can change the um, grind with, but you there's actually more fine adjustments on top of that, which I yeah, think Yeah, there's you, like a second one where there's like two modes and right. you can tweak something else. Yeah. So like that's an example. Another example is you can more precisely program, and I actually think this is one of the things that the program button is used for, um, when you press either the, you know single cup or double cup button to, to actually pull the espresso shot 
you can configure the exact amount of water that runs through the machine. So if you want a double shot of espresso, but maybe the cup that you're consistently using for that is a little smaller, you can you can dial back the amount of water that that um, gets pulled through. So there actually are quite a few different adjustments, just a lot of them are not immediately obvious. Because they're kind of things that you, you know, you probably tweak like once and then you don't don't really go back to. So maybe maybe that is good design because if there were dedicated buttons for stuff that you did like once in the lifetime of the machine, that would not be great. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to a couple of things that I don't have yet, but that I have purchased where right now for, because it's weird that it comes with a lot of stuff and like it's very well thought out, but it comes with no, like it doesn't come even with like a sample cup to put the espresso shot in. So right now what I'm using, I'm just using like whiskey glasses. So I have purchased or like on from Amazon, I have coming on the way, um, a couple of us, um, those like double walled espresso shot glasses. So that's, um, yeah, that, that's a to be determined thing, but it's kind of weird that it didn't come with it where right now, yeah, I'm just, I'm just using Ikea whiskey glasses where, Hmm. Yeah. What do you use? So we have a, a few of, um, so, you know, the, the Starbucks, like we are here cups. So whenever you go to a, a city, they've got cups that are like specific to that city. Um, yeah, but aren't those like full size, like tw- uh, 10 or 12 ounce mugs? Uh, so fun fact, they make espresso, um, sized mugs, which I, I think they're actually, really meant to be christmas tree decorations <laughs> uh, but they're but they're perfectly safe i mean they they say right on there they're they're perfectly safe to actually use their their dishwasher safe and everything um and they're they actually end up being i mean they look really cool and they end up being like the exact perfect size for a, a double shot of espresso out of the barista express so i'm gonna throw you a softball what's what's you and the the lady friend's favorite we were here Starbucks glass. What location? So that my answer is not going to surprise you in the least. Um, so we, we only have three of the, we actually have a ton of the, the full size ones. Well, we, I, I'm saying for both. Oh, um, I, I tend to be partial to the, and you're, you're immediately going to laugh at this, the California adventure one. Mm. Cause they actually, it, they, so, you know, Starbucks is very specific. They only sell these mugs like in whatever, you know, location that they're for. And at Disneyland and California Adventure, they have both a Disneyland version and a California Adventure version. And you can literally only find each uh, mug in the respective park. So I like the California Adventure one. I think the lady friend likes, um, um, we have a Pike's Place one. Um, from when we went to the original Starbucks in Seattle. That you caught a fish in. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have an Orange County one, which, you know, we like that. Um, I can't even read. We have, we must have, we probably have a dozen of the the regular size ones. Yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm the same way or I used to be before the Amazon acquisition where just whenever I happen to be in a new place where there was a Whole Foods, I somehow would always end up, because I'm, I'm an idiot where I don't, generally just pay the paper back charge i will get like a reusable shopping bag wherever i am because i don't know how i think that's somehow more eco-friendly even though it's way worse so i now somehow have a bunch of whole foods bags from uh 
all over the place. Yeah, that's I, I like that. I, I'm not a not a huge souvenir guy, but I do I do like one. I do like these Starbucks mugs and like maybe the occasional T-shirt or something. Yeah, you're you're big. Aren't you an aren't you a brewery T-shirt person or something? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's replaced your threadless habit. Where I've I've excised almost all of my shirts that have a printing on them. I'm very um, judicious about that now. But we we've, we've talked about that at length. Man, you're you've man. You, I've never thought of it that way. You're totally right. My my brewery shirt habit has totally. It's is totally what's replaced the threadless habit that I used to have. Yeah. Like I really have to like your product to to ever wear a shirt that has a logo on it. So maybe basically it's basically just Benji and uh yoga with Adrian. So I wore that uh I wore that Flavor Town shirt that I bought for the first time the other night. <laughs> Did you go anywhere? No, I, I just I just wore it at home. Cuz you know, that's where I am 95% of the time now. Mhm. <laughs> And then somebody from across the street yelled, you can't make it hot enough for me. <laughs> um. Anyway, so let's, there's got to be one, because that was barely even follow up. HBO Max. Oh, so, so let's blaze through a couple things real fast. HBO Max, it's out the, you had used at length the, um, the HBO Go slash now app, right? Yeah, I, I basically, with. Any HBO show that I've regularly watched, I don't bother recording it on my TiVo and instead just use the whatever the HBO Go or now, whatever the whatever the one that comes with my Comcast subscription is, just mostly because the, the video quality is better. The video quality is better, exactly. Yeah. So the HBO Go slash now app is it's been always very mediocre. I've always disliked it just in the sense that like it's fine when you're in an app or like when you're in an episode, but if it's not something that's on like the main like attraction carousel, it's always been such a pain in the ass to find anything in it. Um, but apparently that's what the HBO Max app is. It's just that, just with, excuse the language, a fuck ton more content that's not really organized in any particular way. But it's basically just the HBO Go app. So kind of sideways thumbs to that. Like, I mean, it's fine. It's very purple. And it asks, are you a kid or an adult? And that's basically it. <laughs> uh so those are my hbo max imperson- impersonations impressions do you have anything else related to that i i have not even downloaded it yet so i got nothing for you all right so i will recommend that you because you're you're the the organizer in chief of this you you kick the can down the road of future of work because i think that's a evergreen topic i will I'll, i I will continue to um i think lost carry forwards last for you yeah. know what 10 years or something so yeah like like trump's casino losses i assume that will (laughs) keep it going um and also this is a quick aside we're we're intentionally not talking about a particular thing because our opinions don't matter on it but this has been a weird and bad week for eight thousand different reasons um and that's why we're talking about a bunch of frivolous stuff that is a is a break from that Mm -hmm. um yeah disney stuff whatever um, oh, we somehow oh look at us we 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 covered the NBA thing without having actually thought of it. Um, or just that good? It, yeah, it's pros. Yeah, it's it's like when MJ does a pass to uh, Dirk Nowitzki and they don't even have to look at each other. Just like that. Um, let me just look through the thing because there was one topic that I want that I think this week that was important that we needed to talk about. 
Actually, I'm not sure there is anything. The one other thing, I guess, before we get to chef specials done that I will throw out here is that um, I, I kept, I got back into Mad Men for a minute just because I, I like, as a completionist, I was like, well, fuck it, I got nothing else to do. And I um, kept it going in the background. And one thing that uh, was a crossover to this show is that in one of the final episodes of the seventh season, which is a very bad season, I forgot. So a couple of uh, thoughts here. The last episode of Mad Men, the series finale, is really, really bad. It, like, wraps up everything somehow. And again, spoiler alert. Uh, Peggy ends up with, like, one of the copywriters, and that somehow uh, tees itself up nicely. Betty is dying with cancer, and somehow she reconciles with uh, Sally. Uh, Don somehow invents the Coke uh like hippie singing ad like so much stuff is resolved in 60 minutes that is absolutely insane it is it, it it's such a yeah i i want my time back um but the one reason i bring this up is that apparently in episode oh, sorry se- uh season 7 episode 12 uh one of the executives of the mega advertising firm fictional mega advertising firm McCann Erickson says to Don that you're my white whale and that had an expert crossover with this show, where I have been on the lookout for USB-C chargers, and apparently Don Draper is this guy's white whale. Is there any PII in this photo, or can I put this in the notes? What's PII? Personal identifying information. Is that like PPE? Uh, it's different than that. <laughs> um, sorry, I cracked myself up. No, I've, I've, I've looked at it, apparently, you know, nope, nothing on here. Okay, so this will be this will be in the notes then. Yeah, it's it's decent background TV, but it, it it's a show that really falls off the rails after um after Joan is made a partner, it 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 just it becomes a bad show. Not that I mean Joan is a fantastic character, but I think that's when just nothing really holds together, and the the firm goes through like four mergers, and Don's just more of a of a bad character, a bad actor, and it's just it's it's very mediocre. But anyway. Chef specials, let's do it. What you got? Well, I gotta, I gotta put uh, I gotta this Imgur. How do you, how do you pronounce this website? Is Imgur mm, that correct? Right. Um, um, Don Draper as a white whale. A little behind the scenes um, <laughs> moment here. Oh shit! That has my social security number in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too late. Mm. Um, all right, let me let me send you a link to my chef special this week um so i had a i had alluded to um our local apple store having curbside pickup available recently um and i i didn't didn't choose that option i just i noticed it had become an option when i was in the process of, of purchasing purchasing this item so just to uh provide you an answer to that little offline online mystery uh, so this is the um, 2020 Pride Edition Sport Band that Apple came out with recently. They they do this every year shortly before um, Pride Month, June each month or each year rather. Um, and I, I thought the last couple of years about um, getting one of these, but I, I, thought, I think like last year they had chosen the um, like the Sport Loop Band, which was never really one of my favorites as the one that they did. Um, for for like one reason or another, it's it's just never been quite like exactly what I was looking for. But this year they they did just the the regular sport band, which like there are a million knockoff bands on Amazon, and a lot of them are are 
pretty good. Some of them, some of them are really good. But the Apple bands, even though they're ridiculously overpriced, they're better. They're, they're better. I mean, there's just kind of no way to to get around that. Like, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about kind of the fit and finish of that Breville machine. Like, that's that's what these Apple Watch bands are. They're just the, really... the knockoff ones. After two months, always feel weird. Exactly. Like they, they, yeah, they start not connecting to the watch quite correctly, or they get kind of stuck. Yeah, I mean, the Apple Watch bands. So they have the the Apple made bands, or they're just better. Um, so the the sport band, I think, in particular, is a good example of that. Where I mean, you're paying forty nine bucks for like a piece of what is it, fluorolastomer or whatever. I remember. Um, <laughs> um, but the, but they're they're really nice. They're really comfortable. You can wear them in any situation. So they 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 did that the regular sport band for their Pride edition this year, and so I I bought that for my Apple Watch, and it's just it's really really nice. It like the colors are sort of a perfect balance between being vivid, but then also being like a little kind of pastel. So they're they're not too overwhelming but they're also not not faded out like they would be if they were kind of all pastel um it's also got this neat sort of like almost hand painted look where the lines between each of the colors is like not directly straight it's like literally almost like it's it's the the colors have been hand painted on the band and then on the inside there's a little pride 2020 uh, stamp so you kind of always remember what what year it's from um which i guess in the case of 2020 maybe not a year we necessarily are going to want to remember but but anyway um really really nice band yeah good 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 pick uh a friend of the show uh tiff arman had posted that um there is also a sport the nike sport equivalent of it Mm, yeah, and I'd I'd been eyeing that one as well because I thought it was really tasteful, but it it was back ordered for like three weeks, and I just kind of, and then the world got crazy, and then yeah, uh, and then fun fact the the Pride watch face is banned in Russia. Job Apple, yeah. but no, that's 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 really cool. Um, uh, do you think uh, how long do you think you're gonna wear it for, or is it just gonna be one of the ones in the regular rotation, or do you think it's gonna the novel not novelty, but do you think it's gonna how long is it going to stay your primary band for non-formal occasions? Definitely, definitely this month for sure. Um, and then I, I think it'll continue to be in the the regular rotation for situations where a sport band is appropriate, you know, for for the foreseeable future. Cool. All right. So my chef special is a um, a rare and coveted uh, two-time chef special winner. So it is a uh, Mac of all trades. So I recently got the new uh, or the, the slightly revised MacBook Pro 13 inch that uh, has the functional keyboard. And I was wondering, like, what, what am I supposed to do with my old one? And Mac of all trades is a, um, a refurbished Apple computer reseller slash wholesaler that um, you can sell your old Mac to. And I was able to get 930 bucks for my old MacBook Pro, and it took like four business days and was dead simple. And they are always super easy to, to work with and give a fair price. And it allows you to avoid having to deal with 
eBay and scammers and thinking about if somebody that if your laptop arrives and it doesn't turn on, like just all that that stuff that's annoying about having to resell a computer uh, just goes out the window with them and they just uh, cut you a check and you're on your way and everything's okay. How how old was that MacBook Pro that you sent back to them? Summer of 2017. So it was exactly three years old. Man, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, again, like for a computer that had kind of like a, a again, mine, crunchy keys. Uh, but again, at the time it was traded in, every key worked. Um, it uh, Just not having to deal with it. And like after being used hard, like, I mean, it... That's, I think it's a totally fair price because like what what do like because eBay and PayPal fees probably take like twelve percent out of your proceeds, right? They, yeah, they they really add up, especially kind of when you think about them in in total. Yeah, so I could have gotten slightly more if I had eBayed it, but then just there's like just that mental stress and just a bunch of crap I don't feel like dealing with right now. Um, so yeah, I feel like I got a totally fair price and it was super simple and easy, and I'm very happy that they are uh still around and and like just their price is so much better than everybody else like they're like uh apple will get would have given me i think like 750 dollars, but it was only in the form of an apple gift card and best buy was offering 430 which is what do you even do in best buy um so yeah super super happy with them so yeah mac of all trades.com three thumbs up <laughs> 